0: Foundations
1: It cannot possibly be anybody other than Messiah because it's talking about a singular individual and that's Isaiah as well, 53 that he is a tender shoot who is like a lamb led to the slaughter
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish Foundations of Our Christian Faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby We are in a series with a quest, the goal of which is to correctly identify the Mashiach, the Messiah of the world. There have been many throughout history claiming that title and mandate, and they're from all different nations, different cultures and different religious backgrounds. Some date back to antiquity, some are a lot more current, but they have all got one thing in common. They claim to be a select chosen individual with a spiritual or divine mandate, and as such demand obeisance and devotion. There is, of course, one standout among them. He does require obeisance and devotion to be sure, but unlike all other messiahs, the one we believe to be true actually did what no other self-proclaimed messiah ever did, and that is that he died in the place of all humanity, even when that humanity hated and despised him.
1: And then he rose from the dead. Yes. So there's only one who's ever done that. And so we began looking at uh, some prophecies about specifically his mode of execution, which Mm -hmm. was crucifixion and we've looked at Psalm 22 we're now looking or we started last time looking at Zechariah chapter 12 and how this prophecy in the old covenant regarding crucifixion that was actually never part of Israel's judicial system because God had commanded that capital punishment was to be a stoning horrible as that is that's just the way it is okay you can't sort of scratch that bit out of the Bible because you don't like it that's what God said and it was actually four to five centuries before crucifixion actually came to the land of Israel brought there by the Romans. And we also learned that modern rabbis have worked really hard to reinterpret the ancient understandings of these particular crucifixion descriptions in Scripture It's because they don't want it to point to Messiah because if it points to Messiah, then you go, well, who has this happened to? And hello, it happened to Jesus. They They just can't go. It's just a stretch too far for them. And so we've looked last time at how some of the ancient rabbis actually did say that this particular passage in Zechariah was talking about a Messiah. Uh, Some of them actually did, and they probably regretted it afterwards. Mm. But we quoted Rabbi Rashi, who actually described the Messiah as being the son of Joseph, Mm. which is very interesting. And we're going to look at a few more quotes as well but probably it would be good to actually read that particular verse again.
0: Yeah, well, let's do that. It's a Zechariah 12, verse 10, where it says, God said, I'll pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, so that they'll look on me whom they have pierced, and they'll mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they'll weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn.
1: And so we mentioned last time that they, many of them actually try to make it you know that it's talking about King Josiah who was killed by an arrow shot mm-hmm. during battle with the enemy, but no, 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 doesn't because quite fit. no, it doesn't fit that because that's talking about the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that's Israel looking on him whom they've pierced. Yeah. So it can't be, can't be Josiah. But I want to read some more rabbinic quotes. Uh, this time, you know what the rabbis, ancient sages, said how they interpreted what they believed that particular passage was talking about. Okay, So this is from the Babylonian Talmud, and it says, It's well according to him who explains that the cause of the mourning is the slaying of the Messiah, the son of Joseph. Since that well agrees with the Zechariah 12, where it says, and they shall look upon me whom they've pierced and shall mourn for him as one mourns his only son. Mm. And then there's another one, Rabbi Moses Alshek. He lived in Turkey in the 16th century, and he interpreted this same verse, that's uh, Zechariah 12.10, like this. They shall look unto me, for they shall lift up their eyes unto me in perfect repentance when they see him whom they've pierced, that is, Messiah, the son of Joseph. He will take upon himself all the guilt of Israel. Again, Mm. they're talking about Messiah, son of Joseph.
0: So just a question on that. This isn't Joseph, father of Jesus, is it? No. It's Joseph from the Old Testament. Yeah, it's
1: talking about Joseph, the son of uh, Jacob, Mm -hmm. uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And it's it's funny because in future episodes, we are actually going to talk about how Jews throughout history and even to this day, they're looking for two messiahs. One of them is Mashiach ben Yosef the son of Joseph, and mm-hmm. the other one is Mashiach ben David, the son of David. We're going to look at those right, two okay. in comparison, so that's, that's cool. uh, for future episodes. But here's another quote from Rabbi El uh, He went on to say, Because he was willing to bear uh, them upon himself, and we, though he will not take them upon himself, he is afflicted, smitten by God. But when the time comes for him to show himself in all his glory, then all will see and understand how big is the power of the sufferer for that generation. Mm. So again, he's he's almost quoting from Isaiah 53. Well, that's
0: right. That's, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. So there's a, a lot of similarity there, isn't there?
1: There really is, but funnily enough, Rabbi Rashi, who interprets Zechariah 12.14 as being about the Messiah, he interprets Isaiah 53 as being about Israel. Oh, really? There's some inconsistency there, I'm just saying. It cannot possibly be anybody other than Messiah because it's talking about a singular individual who is beyond reproach, and even and that's Isaiah as well, 53. He says of this entity, that he is a tender shoot who is like a lamb led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers so he didn't open up his mouth and that he hadn't done no violence nor was there any deceit in his mouth and he was the righteous one. I mean, that's a description of absolute perfection there. Yeah, that's right. Now, Robbo, have you ever read through the Bible? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And when you read about the people of Israel, what did you find?
0: I wouldn't uh, describe them as being perfect, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after God calls them, the Bible then goes on to detail explicitly every sin, every wicked, every Mm. idolatrous, adulterous, foul, terrible sin that they committed in graphic detail, God's anger, God's judgment, so you can't really say no. that that's a, Isaiah 53 is describing Israel, for so goodness true. sakes. Yeah, that's right. Now, that really is a stretch too far. <laughs> you just can't go there. So I guess the point is, going back to the very earliest of times, the natural, traditional, and historical understanding among rabbis and Jewish sages that the Mashiach was the individual who was being prophesied in Psalm 22, in Zechariah 12, and Isaiah 53, and that he was going to be crucified, that is pierced, Mm. a most reprehensible and violent form of execution that at the time of those prophecies was unheard of in Israel at all. And two of those prophecies have been completely fulfilled so far. Zechariah is still for a time yet future.
0: Yeah, so Zechariah 12 is talking about this future event where Israel will be surrounded by enemies. God has promised to protect her, but in the middle of all that future trauma... And fear, Mashiach will reveal himself to his own people, and suddenly they will you know, have this understanding of exactly who he is.
1: And it's funny because if you look in Revelation at various different places in Revelation, it's actually describing Jesus and he, in all his glory. Right, he is magnificent and he is glorified, and yet it still describes him as being presented as the Lamb that was slain. Yeah, that's right. So mm. he still actually has all of the evidence of what he went through. Mm. Even when he's glorified. And so in Zechariah 12, when it says that the people are going to look upon him, that is the house of Judah, we're talking about the people of Israel, when they look upon him whom they've pierced, they're going to see that he's been pierced. How else will they know that it's him whom they've pierced? Exactly. So they're going to look upon this Messiah one day. They're going to recognize who he is because Jesus is going to reveal himself to them. They've been blinded for the past 2,000 years but that blindness is going to be lifted at a time in the future and it's getting closer every day and I want to finish with a verse actually from uh, Romans where Paul said, this is Romans 11 verses 25-26, it says, For I don't want you brothers to be uninformed of this mystery so that you won't be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and so... All Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He'll remove ungodliness from Jacob. Mm. That day is coming when that blindness is going to be lifted. But I tell you, Paul said before then, he said, You Gentiles, don't be so arrogant to think that you're somehow better than the natural branches. Mm. God dealt with the natural branches. And if you think you're better than that, God's going to deal with you, wild olive branches, too. So we're not supposed to think that we're better than Israel or that we've replaced Israel. Because God is going to restore Israel and lift that blindness and he's doing it bit by bit every day. But one day, Jesus is coming back in his glory with the evidence of his sacrifice for them and they're going to look on him and they're going to go, oh my goodness. It was you all along. Can you imagine the grief? Can you imagine the sorrow that's going to be in their heart Mm. that for 2,000 years they fought against him?
0: Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via our website or your favorite podcast app. Just search Foundations with Mandy and Robbo to find it or go to the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations.